to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, author of Love Addiction. With me are my co-hosts, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. Hello, ladies. Hello, Hi, Tracy. audience. This is Leslie Lee, and I'm about to bring that black girl magic that you all desire. And this is Terry. Let's talk about love. Tonight's topics are attracting the mate for you, and in our second segment, if we get to it, will be red flags in relationships. But I'm very excited to announce that we have a special guest this evening. His name is Darrell Smith. Uh, Darrell Smith is an executive producer of Heavesdrop, an all-male relationship panel. Let me give you a little history about this man. He seems pretty interesting. After relocating to Florida 10 years ago, Darrell became involved in a relationship panel, Heavesdrop, where he was a member of the panel but found it to be more effective orchestrating behind the scenes as an executive producer. Heavesdrop has been in existence for over six years. Darrell has taken the show from 40 to 50 people attending each show to well over 150 in a mere three years. He has executive produced the show excellently. Move the show to a bigger and accommodating location in Pembroke Pines. Darrell has spoken on several panels concerning love and relationships, also speaking via podcast about dating expectations of, for today's men and women. Darrell was part of a roundtable discussion called Dating While Curvy, sounds interesting, where he was the only male at the table. Darrell is also a vice president of operations for a litigation firm based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. firm has over 400 employees worldwide with two international offices. Darrell attended Albany State HBCU, which obtained his, which he obtained his business degree while serving in the United States Army, where he ranked an E7, Sergeant First Class. Darrell served 10 years active duty, another five years as a reservist. Darrell is a busy man. Hello, Darrell. How are you? Hello, ladies. How y'all doing this evening? We're doing good. Great. We're doing good. Doing great. Doing great. All right. All right. So the ladies want to know, Darrell, the single ladies anyway, tell us, what do we need to do to attract the right male for us? First and foremost, um, basically producing my show, um, I get an opportunity that most don't get a, get a chance to do. I get to actually listen to a 100 to 120 women asking men what do they need to do to attract a suitable person for themselves. And the, the main, I guess you would say, answer that keeps coming up is to be confident in basically yourself. Being confident in um, your choices, being confident in what you're looking for because the basically the what comes out of that is that you can't you will not at that point allow anybody to change your mind and your the the your your expectations and your thinking um to for you to lower them your standards so if you have mm-hmm. a certain set of standards that actually are, are, you know, basically quit, quit uh, deemed to you that makes sense and sensible, mm-hmm. and you have the confidence to actually put those into play, then nobody can change that. Then what happens is that that actually attracts a certain type of man. And I will, I will, there's a definition that I use between men, guys, and dudes. When you're trying to attract a man, that's attractive to a man. A man will be attracted to you. A man will approach you. So that's the biggest thing I can tell women is to be confident in basically what you're actually requiring from a man, and a man will be attracted to you. So when you say confident in, 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 in what you're attracted and what you want to attract, does that mean there's a list that we need to put together and, and decide, you know, I want a guy that has X, Y, and Z, or I want this or that? You know, some people may need to know exactly what does that mean because I may be confident in this pretty dress that I'm wearing today, but I may be a mess when it comes to putting together a relationship. So, 
Well, the the thing is, a lot of t- a lot of people, a lot of women who actually make lists never go by their list, or that list gets actually uh, kind of skewed or null and voided. And a lot of times, because you don't have the confidence to actually put that list into play, or to actually to basically stick to that list, then you just have you just have a list. You can have a list of five things. You can have a list of a hundred things. But you don't, if you don't have the confidence to actually apply those, then you just got mm-hmm. a list. And think, a lot of times, go ahead. Go ahead, Leslie. No, ahead. What I was going to say is that when it comes to putting a plan together to attract the perfect mate, I, I can only, like I always say, I can only speak for myself. I have not dated extensively i don't have a whole dating history but i am a person and i think that people get caught up too much in trying to attract something and make it look good on appearances if you show up and be yourself just like when trace um terry mm-hmm. said a couple of weeks ago that people send their representatives the first couple of weeks or months into dating well if you can match up who your representative is closely to who you really are then you're going to start to attract people that see you. Because if you start putting down lists and things of what you want in a mate, at some point you're not checking in with yourself, like what are you bringing to the table, what do you have to offer, and who are you Mm -hmm. when you show up? Because I can't, and I, I use this as an example all the time. I'm the same person when I talk to the top administrators where I work, as opposed to talking to the environmental service workers, because I don't know how to be different any other way. So if I'm talking to the college president or if I'm talking to somebody in environmental service, you're going to see the same Leslie every time. I don't know how to be different in different situations. I just know how to be Leslie every day. Yeah, I don't know that a list for me works. I know that being me, like you said, Leslie, I can only be the person that I am. And I would say to other people that you can't, you can write a list, but like, like Darrell said, you know, you're going to have things on your list that you're going to meet somebody, and because that one thing on your list is not there or, or you want to forego that requirement because, you know, you haven't had a relationship for a while, so you're going to erase that from your list today, but three years down into the relationship or three months down into the relationship, you're annoyed that he's not doing that thing that you erased, but you let it go. So I don't know that a list works. I think being yourself is what works the best. Being yourself and having some confidence in, in who you are. And if it's meant to be, it will be. If it's not, it won't. What, what are your thoughts, Terry? Yeah, I, I want to flip the script a little and just talk about, you know, how you even attract that person, that perfect person that picks off everything on your list. You know, I think there's certain things, and Darrell um, mentioned it, um, confidence. I think you definitely, when you are trying to attract the perfect person for you, you have to have confidence, self-confidence in yourself. If you don't have that, guys can smell that a mile away, and you kind of just end up as prey, you know, and Mm -hmm. the person that, um, you know, Mm -hmm. that he really wants to take seriously, you could just, he can smell the desperation, he can smell the, the fear, the... Uh, lack of confidence, and you just may end up just, you know, the thing for the night. Um, so I think confidence is important, as well as, you know, men are visual people. So, you know, you have to look um, presentable. I can't tell you how many times I see some of my friends come out of the house, and I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you think you're single. Yes, single. You should always be on point when you're single. You never know where you're going to meet that person. It could be mm-hmm. but you, when it comes to the look. If there's people out there that are married to a look that they've had since the seventies, and you know who I'm talking about, if you're married to that same look. Let it Ooh, go. okay, let it go. okay. You gotta let that look go if you want to attract something new in 2016. Right, I'm not trying to make it seem like I come across like a fashion model. There's probably things that people, people can pick up about me a mile away, but I'm telling you, there's some people that are married to a look. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Refresh. Get a new look. Refresh yourself. 
So when I, yeah. I was reading about this, you know, because this fascinates me because there's a lot of people in my circle. There's a lot of women that I talk to and they are constantly asking me, you know, what do you think about this? And, and should I do this? And should I do that? So when I look at this list, you know, we just, we just talked about the first thing on the list. It says know yourself. So clearly that has a lot to do with confidence. Then it says be yourself. So that also touches on confidence. But then it says um, be a whole person. So what, what, what does that mean to be a whole person? How can you not be a whole person? I, I, I can't relate to this, this thing that they're saying. It's part of this seven, this seven laws that say, you know, what, what you can do to, be, to attract the right mate. Let me just go through all seven of them. It says know yourself, be yourself, uh, live your true renaissance, be a whole person, be, I should have wrote a lot clearer, be soul-led and follow your own inner rhythm and live a life of meaning. But I don't I, know how not to be a whole person, so somebody please explain I can, that. I can expound on that. When it says Please. being a whole person, a lot of times people say that they're whole. And right. you don't know what it doesn't look like until you're exposed to that thing that really touches a nerve. When you don't know how to behave in a relationship, if you don't know how to behave outside of a relationship, at some point there's some part of yourself that you have an embrace. I can only go, like I said, based on being a married person for close to 30 years now, and I see women that, and I shouldn't say, I'm not even going to talk about women, I'm just talking about people in general. They, they claim to show up and be this whole person, but when things start to touch a nerve and then things start to unravel, then you start to realize there's something about yourself you didn't explore yet. But to say that everybody's whole, it's almost like you're saying that you're self-actualized and that you've reached every pinnacle in your life or every goal that you set for yourself in your life, I think if you just keep staying in tune with who you are and what you want and what you accept in life, those are the things that you start to put out and you start to attract the people that are going to understand that every day is not going to be a good day. Every day is not going to be the day that you, that you present yourself to the best of your ability. I think that by being whole, it's like there's certain parts of your life that you really have to accept. There's people who have been single for many, many, many years, and they don't accept that. So that's what shows yeah. up when they start to meet people. That that like you know Terry said, that desperation starts to show up. When I think about yeah. a whole person, the first thing that comes to my mind is I shouldn't be looking for a relationship to complete me. I think I should be looking for a relationship to be more of an extension or to complement who I am as a person. That's, that's my thought process on, on whole. I think I heard you chiming in a minute ago, Darrell. Go ahead. Yeah. I think, I think, and, and it may be kind of, you know, but it's uh, the whole person to me is somebody who really enjoys actually life and enjoys themselves. Um, and the reason, and, and what I mean by that, because a lot of times men and women walk around with this, I'm just honest with you, with this inner anger. And a lot of times what that does, it, it, you know, it basically stops you from being a whole person. So I kind of understand what their, what their, I guess their philosophy behind that, you know, behind that is that, you know, you have to be a whole person because a lot of, a lot of times we, we run into people, we, we, we basically, uh, experience people that are not whole people. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, a lot of that transpires into, you know, them as, you know, trying to, trying to develop relationships, whether it is romantically or not. So, I can understand where that kind of comes from as being, you know, being a whole person. And, and a lot of times, you know, we do allow, you know, those things to manifest and, you know, you know, basically affect our, our relationships. So, so Durell, I, I let can, me ask I you this, right? Durell, you, you shared with us before we started that you were single. So single, yes. I'm guessing that you date, correct? Yes. Yes. So in yes. your dating experience, give me, if you will, a scenario of someone you've dated who is not coming across as whole. What, what are those characteristics? What do they look like? What does it look like? <laughs> okay, so basically, 
So basically, that's and this is and this is I guess that's why I use that analogy because um, I basically ran across somebody who was who was they looked and sounded like a whole person as as you know you basically all you ladies have basically mentioned here. But when we went out on a date, I figured out that she was a very insecure and angry person, and. For me, that's definitely a that's a turn off to me. But I I didn't see that before we went out on a date. And once we went on mm-hmm. a date, and I and I figured out that wow, she is very insecure, and she's very angry. And here you have a forty plus year old woman talking about you know why somebody's staring at me, and you know because I'll do this and I'll do that, and it wasn't even that even that kind of environment. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm looking around really baffled because I don't see the same thing she's seeing. And then I just had to understand that this is her person. This is her personality, unfortunately right now. And she, she has wasn't ready. This she definitely anger. wasn't ready. No, no, she totally is not ready. She has that, that anger uh, inside for whatever reason, but she has that anger inside that, at the beginning, I didn't see that, you know, mm-hmm. in conversations, I didn't, I didn't hear that. But once right. we went outside, right. I mean, once we went out on a date, I saw it loud and clear. So, okay. um, so a lot of times, you know, you know, people who, and unfortunately, a lot of times people who are, who are, have that inner, you know, I guess you say inner anger or what do you want to call it? A lot of times they unfortunately don't see it. Yeah, so, yeah. They think that what they're doing is is, is all good, and everybody else is thinking yeah. like them. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So let me. Yeah, add, I, another I, one I that, think being whole, Tracy, is you know, holistically, are all aspects of your life, you know, yes. stable. Are you emotionally stable? Yes. Are you financially stable? Can I get an amen? Emotionally yeah. <laughs> stable. <laughs> You know, yeah. are you spiritually stable? Because if all of that is together, then you are a whole person and you can bring something whole to the table as opposed to, you know, one of those things is out of whack. And like Darrell said, you look at it on the outside, but emotionally you're just not stable. You're a mess. What is it to say, yeah. like, what is it, what do you believe about, sometimes we attract people into ourselves based on what we're projecting. We we attract something that we don't even know we're projecting, and it's always there to show up and show and teach you something too, teach you something about yourself. Um, I think that's very true. I think I think a lot of times, and 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 you know, again, listening to a hundred plus women, a lot of a lot of women attract the wrong guys. And again, I use that analogy because they're 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 attracting the wrong guys, and it's 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 something that they're projecting. And one of the one of the guys that are really people like I'm sorry? don't people attract the wrong people? I mean, I always attribute it to who I am. Like for a long time, I always had these same type of coworkers. And it seems like somebody keeps telling me over and over again, Leslie, like, it might be something about you. What is it about you that you need to learn about yourself? Because you keep attracting the same type of coworkers. Isn't that the same yes. thing in relationships? Isn't it people? Not yes. just a woman thing. It's a people thing. Yes. You attract, it's a people you're attracting thing. what you want, what shows up in your life, and it's something that you probably need to work on about yourself. That you need to change. Uh, and, it, and it may be something that you need to actually progress and make better. Exactly. And a lot of times we, we, we tend to, you know, kind of get complacent. And a lot of times it's about us improving our lives. And a lot of times if we improve our lives, then we improve the, the, the people that actually are, you know, attracted to us, you know, if it's relationship or if it's work, you know, environment or whatever. And a lot of times that, that relationship actually improves as well. So, you know, they always say if you if you business minded, you deal and associate yourself with business other business minded people. Right, right. 
So there's another one that I thought was pretty interesting. It says, be soul-led. You know, when I hear that, be soul-led, that to me just says, you can't just look at the pretty little package on the outside. you got to know what's inside in the person. So before you can decide if this guy or girl that you've met is the one for you, you got to get to know them first. I mean, he may be pretty and handsome and tall, and she may be, you know, shapely with big breasts and skinny waist and a big <laughs> rear end and very attractive to many, but inside she can be rotten, rotten to the core. So that's what sound, that's what be a soul, be soul led means to me. I, I don't know. I think being soul led is to listen to that inner spirit man that tells you that first action that they showed you was egregious is exactly what it meant and believe well, it when you be. see it. When, when yeah. Maya Angelou said it, when they tell you who they are, believe it. And I think a lot of times yeah. people sit back and they try to act like or pretend that they didn't see something that they know is on their list of not acceptable, but they'll continue on just to be in this relationship. If you see it immediately and you know it, identify it, speak to it. If it doesn't change, let it go. That, that's being soul-led, in my opinion. My soul leads me. My soul teaches me on situations that I know I need to clearly walk away from. Walk away. Right, it's not serving right. me at all. It's not going to serve me. I need to walk away. Yeah, and it takes a certain level of humility whenever you mm -hmm. walk in a relationship or working on a relationship. When you are looking for that perfect mate, you have to realize no one is perfect, including yourself. So mm -hmm. they come with faults, and that person that you are dating or may be seeing for the first time, they come with faults as well. So you need to accept the fact that nobody is perfect. Be soul-led. Know that everybody has work to do on themselves, and don't be so self-righteous when you find a fault that is not your fault but for some reason you think it's worse than your fault. And, you know, that sabotages a lot of um, relationships or sabotages for women a lot of the men that they could have in their lives because they see something that is not their fault that's wrong with a man, and they say, oh, well, he's not perfect. He's, he's not this. And, you know, you could be missing out on, you know, a perfect guy for you. Right. It's perfect you now, um yeah, there's no perfect people. Hey, Darrell, so um, I know in January you are going to be trying to help people find love. So explain a little bit about that for me. What is that about? Yes. In January, we actually are having a show. It is called The Ultimate Relating Event. So we actually took out dating because that seems to scare people. Especially, especially brothers, you know, that, that, that scares brothers for some reason. <laughs> so basically what it is, is that uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of interaction, um, I guess, events planned throughout uh, the show, meaning that we're going to have about 60 guys, about maybe about 80 women, and we're going to have them basically relate to each other, meaning have conversations. And when is this going to happen? Talk. I'm when? Sorry? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? We, uh, we're going to do this. It is the third Sunday in January. And let me get the exact date for it. But it's going to be a really interesting uh, a really interesting event because, unfortunately, you know, us as men, we don't like to um, put our put our emotions on our sleeve. So this event is going to force men to actually put their emotions on their sleeve, meaning that this you're going to have to. Yes, it's going to be very interesting. It's actually going to be the it's going to be January twenty second uh, in uh, Pembroke Pine, Florida, uh, mm -hmm. Cafe, which is our home location. Um, but it's, it's actually going to be uh, a lot of, uh, you know, interaction. There's going to be prizes involved where, where you're going to have a couple uh, competing against another couple for certain prizes, you know, uh, everything from sporting events tickets to uh, a, a whole, uh, basically a whole date night. So okay. it's going to be, yes, it's going to be very, very interesting. And this Sounds is... And, and, and what we're trying to do, yeah, what we're trying to do, again, is have people to get back to 
to basically, you know, being in love and, and, and understanding that this is, this is not as crazy as we all, uh, you know, as single folks, you know, think it is. And to, uh, and just bring that love back. So that's our, yeah, that's our biggest we're definitely, thing. We're definitely missing the love. So let's, let's take a five yeah. minute break and, um, we'll come back. I think we should come back and talk about this because we didn't reach all of the, uh, the points here. So we'll come back and we'll pick this up, all right, in five minutes.
mute off. Welcome back. This is Love Talk with your host, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, Terry Saleh, and our guest this evening is Darrell Smith, executive producer of Eavesdrop. It's an all-male relationship panel. Okay, so we were talking in the first segment about attracting the mate for you. And um, we left off with being soul-led. So let's um, pick up with um, follow your inner rhythm is another idea that someone uh, wrote on the Internet. Follow your inner rhythm. What does that mean? How do you follow your inner rhythm? I guess it goes along with, you know, being true to yourself, knowing what your likes and dislikes are. Um, and I think you need to be upfront with people what your non-negotiables are. So, you know, if you don't want to date somebody that, you know, drinks or you don't want to date somebody that smokes or, you know, you want to date somebody that only has naturally red hair or whatever it is, to unmute yourself. I think if that's really a non-negotiable for you, you need to let that person know if that person continues to pursue you because if that's something you really don't want or something you really do want, you do want to make sure you have that. That's following your inner rhythm. That's what you're attracted to. That's what you like. So, you know, be upfront with that and let people know. Just to piggyback off of what Terry said, I would believe, for me, my inner rhythm is if it's starting to not feel good for me, if I'm making decisions because I'm trying to please other people, but deep down inside it tears me apart, I'm not being true to myself, and that's not listening to what's going to edify my soul. What's, what, if I'm not listening to the things that upset me, like Terry said, if I'm not paying attention to what those non-negotiables are and I'm letting them slide, and meanwhile somebody else is, you know, enjoying the benefit of me imploding, I'm not listening to my inner rhythm. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you both. My inner rhythm tells me the same thing, Leslie. If it doesn't feel good, then I can't be on beat. I have to be off beat, and that is not rhythmic. So I have to walk away from that. I got to go with what feels good, what feels right, and and it's different for everyone what feels good and what feels right. So I have to agree with you, ladies. What about you, Darrell? Yeah, basically, I would say inner rhythm for me is again what uh, what you know. When I'm st- when I stop being basically happy, mm-hmm. when that is th- that is actually taken away, I you know, and for me that's for me that's my inner rhythm. That's because, I, you know, yes, I'm this serious guy at work, but when I'm not at work, I am a happy, go lucky, joke cracking, fun guy. And when right. I'm not that in my relationship. Then yeah, that my inner rhythm is definitely off. That is definitely affected. And at that point, we basically you have a conversation, and we gotta make it come to a conclusion because I'm not gonna, you know, that's just something I just can't do. I have a question, Darrell. Um, since you stated that you are single, my question is: when you are listening to your inner rhythm, what's the time in between not feeling good? and actually making a decision saying this is not working? Or do you let it lag on for a little longer than it should, giving somebody else a a mislead on the relationship? Because I think sometimes people do that. I'm not going to say it's a man or a woman thing. I think it's a people that they don't listen to that inner rhythm or they choose to ignore it, and then this lag time happens and it gets real ugly in a relationship because you've already decided you feel a certain way, but you still continue to date you still continue to converse, but that's not the person that's making you happy. So what's the time frame in between you decide you're not happy and that you make it known? Now, for me, and, and, you're, and you're, you're correct, a lot of people don't want to uh, make that, um, I guess, uh, you know, have that discussion. For me, it, it's, it happens very quickly because, I'm not again, I'm not a person that – is going to allow my inner rhythm, you know, to be, you know, I guess, um, skewed in any way because of something that we either need to talk about, have a conversation about. If we can't come to to, to a conclusion through conversation, uh, trying to work this out as adults, which we we should be and supposed to be, then I'm going to make a decision where this is I'm going to remove myself. 
This is not where I need to be. Um, How do you bow out gracefully? What do you do to remove yourself? Well, you know, for me, and and I'm a firm believer. Everybody is not, you know, as 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 the saying goes, there's somebody for everybody. But then there's also saying that everybody is not for everybody. And I and I'll tell people, I am not everybody's cup of tea. You know, I am a very confident. I'm not cocky, but I'm a very confident person who exudes that, and that sometimes rub people the wrong way. So, being that said, so how do you bow um, out? But I can. But for me, I can. I can. I'm. I'm also very humble, and I can understand that this person, even though they may be a great person, and they may be great for somebody else, they just wasn't great for me. And so basically, do you just I ghost them, person. or do you tell? Do you, do you ghost them, or do you tell them, you know, this is not working? And, you know, how do you do yeah, that? I'm basically. I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to tell you over a text. I'm not going to tell you over a phone. I will, we will have a conversation, whether it's over dinner, whether it's, but we will have a face-to-face conversation and I will basically say, okay, you know what, you know, this, uh, you know, unfortunately this is not working for me. And, okay, you know, we, we can, we can go over things that transpire to come up to that, you know, and a lot of times you have to sit there. And you have to let them vent and get it all out. But, <laughs> you know, I'm a firm believer, and that's how, basically, as far as me, that's how I handle things. All right, so you're on this, you, you executive produce this male relationship panel. So listening yes. to the men talk, you know, what do they do? What, what do the masses do? Do men just kind of walk away and never say anything? Because I hear some stories from women all the time. I don't know what happened. I was talking to him one day, and then I never heard from him again. So <laughs> I know what happened. Uh, I know exactly what happened. <laughs> he didn't have a girlfriend. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And, and see, a lot of times, you know, people put themselves into relationships that they are not in a relationship. And then when you wonder what happens, he was never, he or she was never in a relationship with you. You was in a relationship with them, but they were never in a relationship with you. So they can easily walk away from you. So there was no communication there. That was, that's what's happening. So no, when the girl exactly. said, so, I don't know what happened. He never called me again. You know what happened. He told you. What does Wendy Williams say? Yeah, Wendy Williams yeah, says, that has, was my that was my boyfriend in my head, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and, 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 and he has he has no, again yeah he has no he has no commitment to you he has no reason to basically tell you what's going on because he doesn't look he doesn't look at you as such so he can but easily. But you know what? She. I almost beg to differ sometimes because I think that a lot of times when it comes to relationships. It seems like a lot of the burden is on the woman to be in this fulfilled relationship. And, and I'm talking heterosexual relationship. I can't speak to any other kind of relationship other than what mm-hmm. I've seen and what I've known. But in a hetero, heterosexual relationship, it seems like it's the woman's burden to show up sexy, to be confident, to do all these things. And then here's this man who he has a choice. And then he gets to send mixed signals, too, because men do that. I'm not going to let I'm not okay. going to let men excuse themselves from that because they do that. They send those mixed signals and when they're with you home alone getting all the cookies and everything that they desire, they're telling you what you want to hear. And then when you get out in public, he's not going to show you those public displays of affection because he's not your boyfriend. And those are the things that make it confusing for people in relationships because sometimes People are not honest in general, but it seems like it's the woman's burden to be this relationship bearer to make it all right, find the perfect mate, get the perfect dress, have the perfect personality, and meanwhile, he can show up just as ragged as he wants to be, and we still try to do that. Okay, and I will tell you, and this this is the analogy, this is why I use this analogy. There's a difference between men, dudes, and guys. Okay. Break it down. What you have, what, 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 basically what that is, what you just described, what you just described is a dude or a guy. That is not a man. And there's a difference. A lot of men, a lot of men call themselves men, but no, that's not a man. What a lot of women do, they actually fall into, get into relationships 
with these dudes and guys thinking that they're men. If a man is, if a guy is treating you like that, then he is a guy. He is a dude. He is, first of all, he is not your man because he's not a man. And I tell women all the time, okay. you need to understand and know the difference. And, and now people, and just kind of, just kind of, you know, go back to one of the sisters who actually married and been married for a long period of time. She's married to a man. Okay. You know what? You need to keep that because that was some good stuff right there. That was good. That, that was my opener. And when my opening right now, they need to write that down. <laughs> and sisters need to understand the difference. When you understand the difference, then you know where you're. And it's, it's, it, this may sound, you know, this may sound awful, but then you know where your place at. Because when you're dealing with a guy and a dude, you know what to expect from him. Now, when you're dealing with a man who does those things for you, it, when you go out on the town, he comes to pick you up at your house. You get out. You looking flawless. Your man should be matching you, not in you know color for color, but your man should be a representation of you. You don't. I see this all the time. I see I see sisters go out looking absolutely flawless, and a man look like like he just I don't know. He just stepped out of you know. You know, uh, one of these like Kmart's or Walmart's or anything like that with some sneakers on. But he's some not a man, man. And and that's not that's not a man because he really doesn't care. You know, he doesn't really care how he looks because he doesn't. He's not he's, like not. he's not. He's not concerned about what how he looks and represents you. He has. He he doesn't have that uh, that part of him that that can basically tie into that like okay my girl is looking like this I'm going to look like this and we're going to look so, like so, this together so the message here is ladies when you're looking for the perfect or attracting the male let's take perfect out of the sentence when you're attracting the male for you be sure that you know the difference between a man a dude and a guy the man is going to yes. step up to the plate and he's going to do what it takes the dude is going to do what a dude does. He's just going to chill, hang out, and get whatever he mm -hmm. can get. Same thing with a guy. Is that is that how you yep. saying it, Daryl? Like, and that and and that's it. That's it. And once I you understand those roles, then a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of other stuff will be a lot clearer. I okay. pay attention to behaviors initially. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I said I don't have an extensive dating life. But I know that if somebody says they're coming to pick me up at 8 o'clock and they get here at 8.30, they get here at 9 o'clock, I'm probably not going out. Try that, ladies. Try that, men. When, they, when you don't live up to your word mm -hmm. and somebody comes to your house at 8.30 and he's supposed to be at 8 o'clock, tell him you ain't coming. You ain't not going. And see where that gets you. Because I'm telling you, the minute you start giving in to those types of behaviors, you'll be doing it and sacrificing it for a long time before you can get yourself out of that situation where you can be true to yourself. Make them step up and say who they are, and they will show you immediately if they cannot be who they are. You cannot come to my house every time late with an excuse. Stop it. We've been talking... We've been talking to people who are single, looking for um, that mate. So let's 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 switch this over a little bit. And now you're in a relationship, and um, you're not really sure. You, you you're not sure. You know, it's been going good, and and some days are good, some days are bad. You take two steps forward, and then three steps backwards, and and then he's nice, and then she's nice, and then she's not, and then he's not, and then. There's some red flags that come along with these kinds of behaviors. So, Darrell, I'm going back to you. Tell me what mm -hmm. some of the red flags are that we should be looking for in relationships. Um, what I guess a lot of the red flags come from your expectations. If if you have certain expectations and this person is not meeting those expectations, those mm -hmm. should be red flags immediately right there. Uh, for me, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't smoke or I don't like anybody else who smokes. That's just me. Um, as far as personality wise, um, I like somebody who has a upbeat personality. I don't like the, again, the date that I just went on, the angry person. I can't do the angry person <laughs> personality. And that's, yeah, I can't and do that's men and women. 
And because a lot of times, a lot of sisters get into relationships with guys who have these anger issues, who are, who are actually broken. But unfortunately, they didn't see this going into the relationship. But when they start manifesting and showing themselves, sisters, you have, uh, you know, really have to really look at him and say, you know, this is not where I want to be. You know, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, just not confident. Uh, somebody who's who's not caring, um, who have who has kids and who doesn't take care of their kids, sisters and sisters and brothers. You know, who don't who don't take care of their kids. You got to take. You have to take care of your kids. You have to take care of your household. You have to take care of yourself. You know, and we were talking about being mm-hmm. a whole person. Be a whole person. Those those are red flags to me, and those are very, actually very simple red flags. Those are things that, that for me, I understand don't work for me. Do you define that in a relationship? Because dirty dishes in the sink might be a deal breaker for you. So do you define it? So do they know, if the the person that you're interested in, do they know beyond a a shadow of a doubt that this is a deal breaker for him? We get the smoking. You can smell the smoke. But what if it's just something that's minor to them but is huge on your list? Like dirty I think you have to let it be known, Les. Well, for me. And, but you and, don't and know it sometimes just, until you cross that. You don't yeah. know it until it for turns me, into the yeah, major blow-up. Yeah, for me, if I, if, I come, if I come to your house, I'm, and I'm a man. I'm a man through and through. Uh, if I come to your house, and your house is nastier than my house, meaning that there's dirty dishes in the sink, the first time I'm going to, okay, maybe she didn't have time to wash them. If that's a constant thing, then I'm like, okay, we're going to have a discussion about, you know, why there's always dirty dishes in the sink. In some form or fashion, somehow we're going to have a conversation about it. And then if she kind of blows that off to where, oh, you know, it's just this, that, or the other, you know, I know this is radio, but I'm not going to go there. But they say if a woman keeps a dirty house, then you really don't want to lay with her. No. I kind of think that's an example of a preference. And I think we all have preferences. And I truly, I don't believe opposites attract. I think you should probably be with somebody where your preferences are the same. So if both of y'all prefer to have like an OCD clean house, I think that works. If both of you prefer um, to go out every Friday night or to eat out a lot and nobody wants to cook, I think that works. Sometimes, you know, that the myth that opposites attract, I don't think that works in relationships. I think sometimes you do have to make sure you both kind of have the same likes and dislikes. I agree. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you. I'm just going to run through this list that I found of, of red flags to look for. If you're in a relationship and, and they say that these things are happening, you need to reevaluate your relationship and determine if this is something that you can be in. So it is um, lack of communication, irresistible, immature, and unpredictable. Uh, I'm sorry, not irresistible, irresponsible. I'm sorry. Irresponsible, immature, unpredictable, lack of trust, Um, significant family and friends don't like the person who you're with, controlling behavior, feeling insecure in a relationship. Sometimes that insecurity is a sign that the person is just not stable, Um, very dark and secretive, um, and and non-resolution of past relationships. You know, you have some guys and some girls that are baby mama or daddy mama, daddy problems or whatever it is that flowing over into your relationship. Those things are kind of like red flags to look for that maybe this is not the person for you. They're not settled. So um, I just thought I'd throw those out there. Some abusive behavior. Obviously, abusive behavior is unacceptable on any level. There's no, you don't accept that ever. So I just throw Yeah, and then on the other hand, you know, somebody that's like real clingy, like, you know, look, I just met you, and, you know, you're already calling me three times. You're texting me three times. You know, uh-uh, no. Yeah, run, Forrest, run. It's like, no, I can't do I can't do the cleaning. So I'm, yeah, I think that's a serious red flag. We, we've, got to, we've got to part ways. Uh, that's very true. And, and the other thing is, too, and, I, and I, trust your intuition. 
You know, red flags come from intuition. You know what, you, again, you know what you are, you know, you are willing to accept and what you're willing not accept. A lot of times we ignore those red flags and they're just our intuition. We know when we ignore them, I guess, because some people are so anxious for that relationship. You ignore the red yes. flags. I, I, I've done it in the past. I have. I'm moving some if if your rhetoric doesn't match up with your action, that's a red flag. You cannot mm-hmm. possibly tell me all day long that you love me, and then when you come home, I see something other than that. That's a huge exactly. red flag. Like if your actions don't match with what you say, and I go back to what Terry's saying about um, be careful about when you say opposites attract because. In some instances, I used to say that a lot about my husband and I, but I come to realize after so many years of being together, like, we're probably more alike than different because we do like a lot of the same things. We, we talk alike. When people hear us, they're like, oh, my God, you, sound, you both sound like strong New Yorkers. I can't help it because we're talking together all day long. But we like <laughs> each other, and we've learned that over the years. I used to think because of the indifferences that we would have that we just, we were so opposite, but we're probably more like than, than not. And, and when you start to see that in a relationship, be very careful about that because is he really that opposite from you? Because that's a red flag. You, is she that opposite from you? Because those things that you see about them that stand out, they're not going to change. They're going to, they're going to get either in, enhanced or decreased, but that person is going to still have those things, those, those qualities about them that you see initially. So they're mm-hmm. not going to just go away. They're, they're going to do something, but they're not going to go away. And if you can't deal with it in the beginning, know that that's going to be the same person five years from now or ten years from now. It's just going to be different. It's going to show up differently, but it's still the same person. Yeah, my takeaway from this is there is no universal red flag. You have to know what you want, what you don't want, and you have to look at what the person that you're with is is putting out there. If you're suspecting and and, and you find yourself, you have to go around snooping and checking and and checking to see what's on his (laughs) cell phone or her cell phone and and doing drive-bys and check and see whose car is. Hey, those are red flags. You shouldn't have to do that in a relationship. That's not part of a relationship. You, there's a lack of trust there, okay? Those to me are red flags. And I know sisters and I know brothers that get down like that. They want to know, you know, they want to check your cell phone. They want to they wanna see what emails you're getting. That's too much. That's, that's way too much. If you don't trust, then you don't need to be with that person. You learn that yeah, over but- time. It doesn't happen overnight. You learn that you can't trust somebody because their actions, just like Terry said a couple of weeks ago, their representative stop showing up and now you're starting to see stuff. How long was it from the time he stopped showing up or she stopped showing up? Did you start to notice these behaviors and then you start to doing the checking and the seeking, the looking. It's, it's, relationships are difficult at best. Relationships are difficult and everybody needs to take time to figure out who they are in that relationship. Like I always say to I, young girls that come to me, I always say, figure out what you like about yourself. Yeah, and I, I agree. The you know, the work. They're, you know, they're not the uh, the easiest thing. You're always going to have to look at it at a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. You know, the one thing that I don't think we mentioned that I think is important to me, I believe that before you even start seeking a relationship, you have to be happy. You can't yeah, come into a relationship. Yeah, you can't come into a relationship mad, sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, and think that you're going to attract somebody that's interested in you. You have to genuinely be happy. You have to like the life that you're living. And if you, if you like the life that you're living and you're happy in what you do, you're going to attract positive people into your life. You know, you can't for one minute be confused and thinking that because you're this angry person that you're going to attract the man or the guy or the girl of your dreams. It's not going to happen because... What you give out to the universe, your energy is present. People see it. They do see it, no doubt. Amen. So, you know, in all this talk about attracting a male and red flags and all of that, it reminds me of um, 
a poem that I wrote. You guys all know that I am a published author. I wrote a book called Love Addiction. You can log on to my website, tracyjhines.com, and get your copy. If you get an e-reader, it's $3.99. If you get a soft back, it is $10.99. I'm going to read um, a poem that I think is befitting for what we talked about tonight. Um, and all of this relationship talk and attracting the right mate and, and red flags and if it's good, if it's bad, it reminds me of the poem that I wrote called Twisted Dance. So here we go. How do I do this, this twisted dance that one does to protect their heart? How do I do this, this twisted dance, that crazy dance, so I don't look too eager or too thirsty? I know the dance and love the music, but somehow this dance escapes me. Fear keeps me from dancing the dance. Fear keeps me from dancing the dance that will expose my very being. What could I be so fearful of? Fearful of not feeling the way that I do or having to once again operate on the heart and do patchwork to try and heal. Terrified that I won't heal this time and I'll be forced to not believe in love. I so believe in love, I can't imagine life without love or the belief in love. Damn it, I'm in that place again. You know that place, that rocky place where you feel so unsure of love, not your love, but his love, and his ability to love you the way you need to be loved. How do I do this, this twisted dance that one does to protect their heart? How do I do this, this twisted dance, that crazy dance, so I don't look too eager or too thirsty? How do I do this? How do I do this twisted dance of love? How do I do this? I'll ask our guest, Darrell, for his last words as we close out. This was a wonderful evening, Darrell. I'm so thankful that you were able to join us. <laughs> well, you are very welcome. I am, I am definitely uh, um, thankful to be a part of this, your panel tonight. Um, I guess my last words in reference to relationships, um, and that goes, this goes for anybody, Um be and we talked about being yourself. Being be true to yourself and trust yourself. If you're if if you're at a place to where you're happy, um, you're a as we say a whole person. Trust that you're a whole person. Put trust in. A lot of times we don't trust ourselves. Trust yourself, and a lot mm -hmm. of times that will actually guide you where you need to go and looking for the right person or relationships, um, you know, throughout your lifetime, you got to trust yourself. And that's, that's my big, my, that's my biggest takeaway from, um, you know, relationships and dealing with relationships. Okay. Thank you. How about you, Leslie? You have a last word that you want to give anybody? I would piggyback off of what Darrell just said, be true to yourself because when you try to pretend to be something, your true self is going to show up and show out and embarrass you if you're not true to who you are. That's good. And Terry? Um, for all the single women out there, when you walk out of the door every morning, um, walk out fabulous. Walk out knowing there are men out there mm -hmm. that are looking for other women. There are men you know, in their 40s, they're on their second or third marriage. They're looking for their second or third wife. There's always men out there looking. So walk out the door expecting that there's a man out there for you, and you will find him. And my last words is to always um, spread the love. That, that's my last word. That's what I'm here to do. You know, there's love in everything that you do. Not to say love equals sex because it doesn't. You just have to love people as humans. And if you're projecting that, you're going to attract what is good. And, and you'll find the right person. You definitely will find the right person into your life. Darrell, I want to thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been wonderful chatting with you tonight. And um, Terry and Leslie, as always, you, you and my girls, we've been friends for many, many years over 40, and I had a good time tonight. So thank you for listening to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. Tune in next Sunday, and um, we'll talk some more. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.